Yes, it's a Science Patrol, your Ultraman podcast. And now the hosts of Science Patrol, Rich Conroy and Pat Rooney. Yes, it is the 12 Days of Ultraman 2020 here on the Science Patrol, your Ultraman podcast. My name is Rich Conroy. With me, as always, is the oh by gosh my by golly it's time for mistletoe and holly the lovely and talented mr patrick rooney hey everybody how are you i was trying see. to figure out where you were going <laughs> <laughs> oh see i didn't want to mess that up <laughs> i got you <laughs> i realized last night that i got 12 of these to write <laughs> oh, good lord you better get on that. not a lot of time to do it so uh, we are uh, here celebrating the end of the year in, in typical science, well, typical from last year, uh, exactly. Science Patrol style, with the 12 Days of Ultraman, 12 episodes, focusing on a 12-episode um, show yes. in the, yeah, 12-episode series in the Ultraman Uvu. So, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So this here is Ultraman Orb, the origin saga. A um, little bit about that. So let's get into that. You know when Go this first it. aired, Pat? You know when this I first don't. aired? I don't. That's why you tell me. December 26th, 2016. So four years ago. Four exactly. years ago today. Yeah. There we go. Like now, peek behind the curtain. We're recording this. These don't go out live, you guys. We have lots. Oh, God, no. <laughs> <laughs> there are weeks we can't do one episode and we have to cram them all in in a week, you know, the next week. So you exactly. think we can get together and do a live podcast at the same time every day. We're not single men. So, <laughs> and there is a slight pandemic going on. Still. Yeah. Well, it would be fun. Like I realized that if we were two bachelors doing this, we'd be like, yeah. So at the same time for 12 days in a row, oh, that's fine. We could do that. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. what, would it, sure. what would it matter? What would it mean? But considering we both have wives and kids, it's yeah, not going to happen. That's right. And jobs and, you know, real lives. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and a pandemic. So that's exciting. Exactly. So, exactly. Uh, um, this show, again, broadcast from December 26th to March 13th, 2017. Um, December 26th, 2016, of course. Uh, 12 episodes, 23-minute running time. The original channel, Amazon Prime. This was really? originally an Amazon Prime Japan exclusive. Oh, okay. see, we're missing out on stuff that you don't even know about because they're doing prime exclusives in other countries. I'm not surprised because I, when we were in Ireland, I call shenanigans was, is what I call. No, don't call shenanigans because when we were in Ireland, there was a show that Dan wanted to watch called Titans, which was, you know, the Teen that, Titans. Oh, as, has he seen that yet? He can't because it's a British Netflix show, not an American. Netflix it's not. Show. It was on. It was on. Um. The only reason it was on Netflix in England is because, and Ireland is because it was on that DC Universe thing here. Um, but I picked it up on DVD at the flea market a couple weeks ago. If you could sell it to me, I will buy it today. Not a problem. <laughs> <laughs> I bought it because I knew he needed it. And I was like, well, if he doesn't, I guess I'll watch it. That's fine. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, do you want to hold on to it for a week and then I will buy it from you so you can yeah, actually not, watch it? It's not a problem. Um, yeah, I don't know how many episodes it is or from you to get to it, but we'll see. Um, <laughs> well, I'll give you a couple days anyway, but he's yeah, going to want that. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I know what I'm doing. So, <laughs> um, I keep a mental list of things. So it was originally, it is a uh, spinoff and prequel to Tokusatsu series Ultraman Orb. Uh, later released on DVDs and Blu-rays, also distributed through Amazon. The series introduces the very first form of Orb, Origin the First. 
Okay. Uh, basically, the story chronicles upon the past of Guy Kuranai and Jugglers Juggler, the original series' main protagonist and antagonist, who were once heroes fighting on the side of light, facing Dr. Psyche and his army of Bezelbs. Yes. Or Bezelbs. I think it's Bezelbs. I'm not sure. So we're going to go right now, episode one, the glittering star. And uh, again, 1226.16. Pretty exciting. I think that's that's nice serendipity. I didn't even do that on purpose. (laughs) Directed by uh, Kazuya Kanaka, Hirotoshi Kobayashi is our writer. Um, Let's see here. Two climbers, Guy and Juggler, reach the warrior's peak to harness the power and become a giant of light. Uh, facing a giant halo, Juggler tries to touch it, but was repelled with great force. Guy does right. the same, and Juggler was, uh, does the same as Juggler, and was in turn bestowed with a strange sword. Tiny sword. <clears throat> tiny sword. <clears throat> tiny toy sword. Tiny yeah. toy sword. <laughs> as Juggler watches in frustration, the sword forcefully transforms Guy into a giant of red light. Or a red giant of light, I should say. Um, And I love how he's just like so perplexed by the whole thing. Like, why is this happening? Um, I'm not nearly as strong as Juggler. Like, I'm not as good as even you, Juggler. Like, (sighs) hello, Compla Salt. Exactly. (laughs) You're better than me, just barely. Or it's like, I'm not even as good as you, and you're terrible. (laughs) (laughs) Hey. I know. I yeah. know. So he's like, I'm not nearly strong. The strongest and juggler is supposedly superior to me, but um, juggler, juggler gets mad. He says, look, you're responsible for the duty since it was given to you. So let's do this. Get on it. Yeah. Uh, the sword later projects a message, which uh, tells them of their first mission together. Uh, he, uh, Initially, he refuses to be acknowledged as Guy's supporter. Juggler follows him as they travel through space. Uh, their journey would first go through the Stargate and enter the Orion Nebula to stop yes. the space demon Bezelb and their mysterious mastermind. <coughs> now, we see the Bezelbs are these uh, like very insectoid aliens. Who, they were very, very insectoid. I yeah, they, they infect people with uh, like a venom, and it turns them. It's sort of like the rage virus from Twenty Eight Days Later. Right. Well, no, because now it allows the Bezob to control their actions. Oh yeah, good point. Of course, yeah. he just uses them to fight each other, which well, is yeah. okay, fine. Yeah, sure. Fight, 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 fight. Um, <laughs> yeah, sure. Okay, that's fine. Um, meanwhile, on Earth. 4,000 meters below the ocean of Japan, two explorers drove a submarine and discovered an underwater palace um, before they stumble upon a strange box. It erupts, and the submarine quickly grabs a piece of, of the contents. Um, right. The scene moves on to the royal planet Canon, where Dr. Psyche, or I should have said where Psyche, Dr. Psyche, um, (laughs) (laughs) that's fine, makes his announcement to all its inhabitants to surrender their queen, or else he would order his Beezles to destroy the tree of life. Yes, Um, in the palace, the queen, uh, Queen Amate, discusses the matter with her followers, uh, seeing that the planet is surrounded by monsters. (laughs) They show like a hologram, it was just like a ring of monsters. (laughs) Slowly circling the planet. It was great. That was so silly. That part was so silly. Like, have you seen this? (laughs) (laughs) You're like, all right, I guess. You're like, wow, there is a bunch of monsters in orbit. You're not wrong. 
<laughs> that would not be a good day when all of a sudden you find out that there are just all kinds of monsters yeah, on your planet. But yeah, there's right. a ring of there's a ring of kaiju that you have to get through. Like, yeah, <laughs> I was not. This was not what I was expecting on a Tuesday. Um, oh, God. <laughs> yeah. So, um, uh, according to prophecy, the war god is fated to destroy the space demons. But Amate questions their opponent's discussion not to directly attack the palace if they truly fear her. Right. So the juggler and guy arrive in the nebula, and a guy hears a call for help and goes to planet Ruin, temporarily halting their journey. Juggler tries to defy Guy's theory. He's like, look. Uh, yeah, you're not going to hear anything in space. It's too yeah. far away. There's nowhere. Come on. Yeah. What are you doing? Meanwhile, uh, Belza approaches a pair of natives and injects them with the Kutsugu, uh, the Kagutsu, sorry, forcing their victims to fight each other. Their son tries to stop them, but was wildly thrown aside. Um, yes. It was nice to see that they didn't kill uh, him. Well, A, yes. And B, <laughs> but they, again, left him an orphan. Um, Oh yeah, yeah, please. Also, I'm surprised they didn't take the kid with them as plucky sidekick. That would have been a better thought, but I was like, uh, all right, I, I guess appear, we got, can't. They appear to leave him on this desolate farm planet with nothing. Their, his parents buried in a grave marked by a hunk of metal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good God! <laughs> you guys, guys need to step up the heroing a little bit. Just like, a touch. Just a touch. Yeah. Okay. <sighs> sure. Um, so, um, guy heals the boy while juggler fights the parents before they were trampled by a Belzeb, which is really great because the kid's like, those are my parents. Don't fight them. And he's like, all right. And then the Belzeb comes over and just stops, just stops right like, on them. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. That's how we're going to play this one. <laughs> and now we know that this series is going to be just a bit deadly. Yeah. Oh, a bit yeah, yeah. So meanwhile, on canon, Amate tries to avoid any incoming war, but uh, Raigu, one of her lieutenants, I guess, insists on their planet's army to launch a full assault on Psyche's base on the planet Zane. Right. The easiest way to stop a war is to win it before it starts. And you're like, As Barney what? Fife would tell you, <laughs> nip it in the bud. Exactly. Right. Oh, you got to no. do it, Edge. You got to nip it in the bud. <laughs> oh, God. That's right. Um, uh, Shinara, however, just misses this, seeing how Raigu wants the war god's power as a priority. So, yeah, you see this guy like, maybe I can become the war god, and uh, that can't end well. Um, no, no, you know, you generally don't want dudes becoming the war god. That's, That's not good. <laughs> we found that not to be good. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say we can chalk that up to no, thank you. <laughs> Um, so, uh, she gives, uh, Amate gives her family memento to Shinara as a lucky charm, which looks suspiciously like the shard of whatever the submarine picked up. Yes, that's exactly what it was. Mm. You gotta figure that's exactly what it was. Mm, Um, now then, uh, so he's going to go, um, that's her bodyguard, by the way, according to this, um, (laughs) Because they didn't really okay. make it super clear in the show. No, it wasn't. It absolutely this. I mean, I understand it's the first episode, so we'll get more into yeah. the backstory of these people. But the jump around that they do between all the different things, I'm like, okay, hold on, they're over here. Oh, wait, well, yeah, on. apparently oh, those oh, oh. two, the two lady guards are 
going to be in it enough that they were in the opening credits. Okay. Right? Okay. Like, so. Yeah. Uh, now, arriving on planet Zane, Shinora was greeted by Psyche and Partel. Partel is the weird little robot sidekick, um, I guess. Um, yes. Yes. Psyche has these weird fleshy ear flaps that are distracting as hell. Yes, they were. Yes, they were. I mean, the side of his head. They look like they're, they're hands that look like they're going to start clapping his face at some point. Um, <laughs> they were bat ears is basically what they were. Yeah, kind of. But bat ears are more sticky uppy. These are like vestigial wings. <laughs> it's just, I don't know. It was weird. It was yeah. weird, but that's fine. That's fine. It was very unsettling. That's the word I'm going to go with. Okay. Um, so uh, where are we here? Um, oh, so he demonstrates how um, the uh, the Katsugi works using Astron and King Gasira as lab rats. The infected victims are then controlled by Beelzebub, and said monsters are controlled by the Queen. But the true mastermind, of course, is Psyche himself. So uh, who uses headgear to instruct? Uh, the colony ruler. Basically, this is a giant cosmic Ponzi scheme. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. With him at top. That's right. Well, you know, he is the Bernie Madoff of this whole operation. <laughs> you know, I, I'm going to tell you something. I just literally put that together. <laughs> wow. Good job. I like yeah. it. Yeah. It's a, that's a good piece of business, as uh, Jimmy Pardo would say. That's a good piece of business. Um, so, uh, Whoever should the victim win a fight, their Kutsugu intensity rises and this allows the queen to feed on their strength and grow stronger. The more victims they infect, uh, that allows the queen to spread the Kutsugu through the entire universe and for Psyche to create a world without conflict. So of he course. says, of course. So he if says, you, no, no, no. If you think about it, if you beat everybody and kill everybody, there can't possibly be any more conflict because there's nobody left. Well, that's some big brain stuff. Yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> that's else? where he went. Wasn't there, wasn't there another? Yeah, good point. Well, wasn't there another? Uh, was it the Galactrons who were like, hey, we decided that all the organic species are way too violent, so we're just going to kill them all. Yeah, that was the Galactrons. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, okay. Absolutely. Just wanted to, make, wanted to make sure that, like, somebody's not recycling a plot. So... <laughs> Not at all. And I'm not saying the writers are recycling the plot. I'm just saying villains need to come up with something else. Like, <laughs> something new. <laughs> hey, you know, the Galactrons try this, but maybe we could do better. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so, <sighs> meanwhile, at Ruin, the same Bizzle attacks victims again. Guy transforms into Orb, but this time finally able to deliver his first kill by slicing the monster with his beam. Um after and I like the fact of how he slid under him and oh, yeah. to slice through him as he was sliding under him. Yeah, so yeah, that, that was, cool. was at least interesting. Here's some here's a funny thought, okay? Why why is the monster more vulnerable on its belly when he's jumping but not when he's facing you? That when I it's the it. same belly. <laughs> it's the same exact belly. But <laughs> Is it just that when he jumps, the organs slump forward? And no, that's where you get your maybe? science spell. Oh, in air. air. Yeah. <laughs> makes sense. Sure. I like that. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so he blows it up. I really liked when he first became Ultraman Orb and he couldn't control the beam attacks. 
Yes. And it was just all over the place. And Chuck was, was like, really what are you doing? Sick. You got to concentrate. And the monster beat him down and he immediately went back to human. Well, guy form. Guy form, right. He, he's not <laughs> human. Um, but yeah. So, um, meanwhile, he prepares a grave for uh, his deceased parents and guy tends to the boy while Amate approaches the tree of life, wondering if there's any peaceful solution left. On Earth, right. Shoei and Yui watch in excitement as the object they retrieve from the seas. Um, wow, that's really a badly constructed sentence. So they're well, looking what happens at the thing is, they got, yeah, right. and then Shoei touches it, and he senses Amate, and vice versa. And, and they like, can't communicate with each other now. Right. Yeah, they're like, wait a second. What's exactly. this about? Yeah, and then we, you know, and then end. End exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So I thought this was pretty good. Um, it, it's a little too confusing, but I give it. It's a first episode, so it's going to be confusing. Yeah. I'm fine. Yeah. I'm fine. Let's get let's get to our uh, our um, our little casts here. Amate, we'll do a little bit about Amate real quick, um, who has got the best hat going. That headgear is crazy. She's a she's a female from the royal planet Canon. Um, her first appearance is Orb Origin Saga one, and the last appearance is Orb Origin Saga twelve. Uh, okay, so she's only Saki in this Kukuda. series. Mm-hmm. She is the queen of the royal planet Canon. I'm trying to not. Um, Give away too much because we do have yeah. to watch this thing. Okay, long ago when Amate was young, her home world was attacked by Kaiju Gargorgon. Her mother, the previous queen, was transformed to the giant named War God as the only force um, capable of defending Canon. Okay. She perished before Amate's eyes while the latter was held back by Shinara. I think we're going to see that. Probably. Um, so probably. I'm not going any further with that. Um, yeah, I'm not going any yeah. further with that. We don't have to give too much, just kind of give the other than Guy and Juggler who we've seen before in Ultraman Orb. Yeah. Does it show that the any of the other characters other than obviously the Queen and Bezelb are any of them going to be recurring characters, I guess? Um, yeah, I think well I, a lot of them are not um, well, obviously Dr. Psyche. Psyche, right. Dr. Psyche. Um, <laughs> well, I thought it was Psyche. Dr. Uh, Psyche. Oh, uh, Shinara, the bodyguard guy, um, also from the planet Canon. Um, portrayed by Yasuyuki Makewa. He looks to make it through the whole series so far. Spoilers. Um, That's fine. That's fine. He is, he is, um, uh, ever since the death of the previous queen, he has been very protective of, of Amate, which you doesn't seem that much older than her, but fine. Well, I mean, you're only going to get people that are so old to do yeah. these shows anymore. He's a trained swordsman and uh, a skilled pilot. Okay. Yeah. So and I just want to see, let's look up Dr. Psyche for a little bit more, uh, Come on now. God, I'm getting so many Best Buy pop-ups on this uh, brand website. Yeah, they don't have anything for Bugen, which is or Bugen, or the little weird robot guy that 
I love when I Dr. Psyche is clapping and the little robot's like, clink, 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 clink. Oh, that was so silly. <laughs> All right. Dr. Psyche and his weird ear flaps. He is, uh, his height is human-like. His weight is human-like. His homeworld well, is the planet Wraith. Okay, sure. Yeah. Um, not going to give any more information about that. I would suggest nobody look it up. Um, <laughs> because you're gonna you're gonna live, so stuff's so gonna get spoiled on you. Uh, um, yeah, he has genius level intellect. He's a spiritual resonator, which is the thing on his head um, okay. that allows him to talk to Queen Bezel. Uh, Partel is Doctor Psyche's artificial intelligence. Uh, it's a little robot guy. Okay, um, and he's got a ship that was previously a tower for his lab on planet Zane. Sure. Um, uh, let's see. It's got warp drive, Bezel housing, which is nice. You got to always have your colony. Of, of course. Um, <laughs> a built-in PA system, which enables him to transmit his voice and announcement to planet Cannon loud enough to be perceived by the entire planet at once. Oh, good Lord. That's sure, great. Sure. But look, I've, I've, pulled up to some guys in cars that seem to have the same PA system. Oh yeah. They have that very, very loud PA system. Yeah. yeah. We've all been there. Yeah. So, um, let me see here. I'm trying to think of, yeah, no, I don't want to give too much away. Yeah. That's fine. Cause we're, we're, you know, we're in the, uh, we're just in the beginning of this. Yes. You can't give that much away. I understand. Yeah, no, 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 no. But yeah, so that was, uh, I hope everybody enjoyed their, uh, Christmas if they celebrate Christmas and, um, anything else whatever that they celebrate, is. whatever else exactly. they celebrate. Yeah. Uh, you know, I hope you got a new Festivus poll or whatever. So, <laughs> if that's your thing. Um, exactly. But yeah, so I'm looking forward to coming back tomorrow for episode two of Orb Origin Saga, which is called Last Fellow. Oh, okay. Fair yeah. enough. Well, it's last and then dash fellow dash. So, the, okay. look, I'm going to go through the, the titles of these. And, okay, Glittering Star, Last Fellow, Echo, Afterwards, Dash Tragedy, Dash, Dawn, War God, Rap, Dash Dazzling, Dash, Sound, Touch, Dash Theory, Dash. <laughs> Flower Storm, <laughs> Keat Haze, Great Land, Dash A New World, Dash. I, wait, okay, fine. Yeah, sure, sure, I guess. Again, yeah, I there guess. many drinks were had during the writing of these episodes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. So, all right. Well, we're going to be back tomorrow with more of the 12 Days of Ultraman 2020. Um, and thanks, rate, review, and subscribe. And we hope you're having a great end of the year. And we will see you all tomorrow. So on behalf of the Science Patrol, I'm Rich Conroy. I'm Pat Rooney. Sally forth, you guys. Take care, everybody. Also, still bring back Bach. Oh, good God. Music for this podcast is provided by Terminal Sunburn. Visit terminalsunburn.bandcap.com. Post-production by Casey Kittle for Faces for Radio Productions. Visit us on the web at ultramanpodcast.com or find us on Facebook. Our email address is ultramanpodcast at gmail.com. The Science Patrol can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, and wherever else you find your podcasts. Please rate, review, and subscribe. Until next time, for the Science Patrol, 
I'm Gretchen Brooks from the Kaiju Cast. 